I'm starting this right now. Oh, you're going to start there? Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. Did you, um, did you get that call? Pastor Bruce called. They were looking for somebody that would rent out from basically quarter to twelve. Hey, happy post 4th of July to one and all and all in one this morning as we um, turn to um, the Word of God and, and Boone's going to be using his boom, booming voice and he's going to be um, replacing Mike and um, as a replacement speaker today we have a present, special presentation to give to Boone. And you may try these out if you'd like to come and pick them up right now. And um, if they don't get the word that we're a patriotic church, Boone is going to show you that through these super sensitive patriotic glasses. Oh, nice. Aren't they nice? Yes. And you can wear those to church any, any day that you'd like to come. They're good not only on Sundays, but during the week, too. They're peace. Yes. Peace. Peace. Should I try them right now? Yeah, try them on right now. Let's give Boone a round of applause. There we go. As I said, he's, he's filling for Mike. Mike and Tina are taking a week and a half off and going to um, the north, the north, the north country. Amen. If you join me in your bulletins, and Boone's going to be commenting on this and contrasting the um, political parties and, um, and the godly versus the ungodly. And um, we're going to just look at the um, Psalm 1, according to the translation, that's on the top right there. Blessed is the one that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth their fruit in season. Their leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever they do, they shall prosper. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the, in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And then if you turn with me to 597 there, the attributes of God and God's children. The heavens are telling the story of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. There is no speech, nor their words. Their voice is not heard. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart.
The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. But who can discern his errors? Clear thou me from hidden faults. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. May God bless the reading of the psalmist according to Psalm 19. And some of you have been sitting for a while. Would you please stand as we um, repeat the Lord's Prayer together and as, as Boone makes his way to the pulpit today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. Boone, you may be seated. It's a great honor. Kurt um, Boone is making his first, uh, well, I think it's probably third television appearance, but he's filling for Mark, Mike. Boone, would you like to introduce yourself to the television audience and radio audience as your full full name and where you work and just a little bit about your resume and your comings and goings? Well, sure. First of all, uh, greetings. My name is Kurt. Last name's Tate. It's a kind of a contrary name. I'm not a little Tate anymore. But I got a lot of that when I was growing up. I work at Wells Fargo. I'm not sure I'm supposed to say that.
Give that um, message a round of applause. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Let us rejoin our scripture. And um, in your bulletin insert, you'll find um, the shepherd's psalm. We're all familiar with that. But we need to also turn to the majesty of God here. 599. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in God's holy place?
They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from the God of their salvation. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Who is the King of glory? The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the many coastlands be great. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. Would you stand with me for a few moments? We ask God's blessing. Lord, we want to stand on your promises today, your promises of your word that remind us of the importance of being a, a patriot to God and country. We, um, I believe, are, because of our ages, we are um, fortunate have been trained in proper history. We all remember um, reading in history that according to World War I, Joseph Stalin murdered close to 60 million peasants along with his opponents during his socialist reign. And during the Nazi dictatorship of Adolf Hitler, more than 50 million people died around the world including six million Jews, gypsies, and Polish people. Forty-five million Chinese people were butchered under Mao, communist dictatorship. And many of them were of the Christian faith. And this is the record of brutal, brutal socialist dictators in the past 100 years. Adopting socialism's evolutionary beliefs on human life, the United States has also reaped the devastating toll of the following teachings of a godless system. Father, as we celebrated some 240 years of, of our civilization called the United States, we see much division. And as Boone mentioned, give us answers. Give us clarity of thought in our prayer life. Help us to stand up for righteousness as the scriptures remind us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As we um, join those by way of television and radio, we um, thank you for your faithful prayer support and your, your giving. America, I believe, has blood. Has blood on their hands, too. More than 60 million babies in the United States have been murdered by abortionists. The pro-life advocate recounts that Planned Parenthood and the entire abortion movement were inspired by the racist and the socialist, Margaret Sanger. She's taught that um, babies were expendable. If helpless babies can be eliminated at will, what, what does that mean of people, 
of all ages. It cheapens human life. This is where a godless system of government, government leads to misery, to poverty, to disease and death. Whereas abortion has promoted a socialist teachings that's rooted in Charles Darwin's survival of the fittest belief, also espoused by Hitler, biblical teachings instruct us to honor as Christians the sanctity and the holiness of human life. The Bible teaches that every human being is a, is a child of God and therefore has great value to God. Not only does socialism devalue human life, socialism eventually in, evolves into Marxism. And it's been an economic disaster where it's gained the head, head on me. You compare the prosperity of West Germany during the Cold War to the socialistic deprivations of East Germany. You compare North Korea compared with South Korea. Socialism has been an economic bust wherever it has been tried. Do we really want to repeat the disastrous mistakes of, of history? Apparently some do, but America will never recover if our people make that foolish, that foolish change. The um, theology of socialism is this Robin Hood teaching of socialism also do not jive with the Bible. Biblically speaking, you cannot legislate the poor into freedom by legislating the wealthy out of freedom. What one person receives without working is another person must work for, for without receiving. These certain stimuluses that our society is giving, the government cannot give away that which it doesn't first take from somebody else. Millions of capable but, but unemployed Americans relying on the welfare system for sustenance was also blamed on socialistic views creeping into the government. Now when half of the citizens begin to realize that they do not have to work because the other half is going to take care of them and when the other half begins to understand that it does no good to work because someone else is going to get what they work for. That, my friends, is the end of free enterprise. And this idea that only certain lives matter, didn't we remember Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. We need to go back to scripture to prove that it's God designed for humans to work hard for a living and not only rely on others when they're capable of supporting themselves. The scripture has much to tell us about work and its role in the divine plan. Second Thessalonians chapter three states that if a person won't work, neither shall he eat. Or Ecclesiastes chapter two twenty four reads, there is nothing better for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toll. This is also song, the hand of God in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, 15, tells us that the creator assigned Adam to do his following. The Lord God took the man and put the man in the garden of Eden to work and to take care of it. 
I've often stressed that God is not a Republican or God is not a Democrat, but that God will honor those who follow his word, his biblical understanding. Sometimes it comes down to the fact that it might happen to be the better of two evils, to reject and to discard, but to look at God's precepts. Now let me say the Bible does not endorse any one political system. It, it does endorse freedom. It does endorse private ownership and, and the value of work in a free market system that decentralizes economic power. By contrast, socialism suppresses the poor, steals from the rich, legislates theft, and encourages envy. It complicates what people have sweated to earn and and achieve and and then distributes it to those who have not earned what they have been given. Socialism, which eventually turns into Marxism, focuses on the government and the state. Capitalism elevates the status of humankind. That is what it comes down to. And as we um, end by exhorting Americans to embrace a system that honors God's word, not one that opposes it and invites God's wrath. I, through my ministry, have always delivered the perspectives on socialism because they must oppose the lie on which it is based. We're experiencing a, a life and death struggle that will determine not only our future but the welfare of generations to come. It's not maybe a political party against a political party, but it's, it's a movement of godliness versus ungodliness. And as Boone says, we don't need to stand idly by. I fondly read Dr. Dobson's Christian theologian and medical doctor and challenges us that socialistic practices adopted within the government and came under a very political and media firestorm for condemning, for the aggressive push for abortion under the veil of humans or women's so-called reproductive rights. What about the rights of the unborn? Not mention the unconditional support of a federally funded Planned Parenthood, the world's largest abortion provider. Today, we need to encourage Americans to um, oppose the socialistic tide flooding the country. I urge many of you to support the voices, to pray for the voices, to support the voices who are warning against those who want to um, fundamentally transform democracy. What is so wrong with our constitutional form of government that it should be thrown out to the hash, hash, hash heap of, of history? As Boone mentioned, we um, are covenant people, a covenant people. Some of you may have received this email from one of our parishioners. She's, she writes that she's sorry to have to tell the truth. In verbatim, she says, I, I will take all of the heat of this. However, she says, I don't care who it offends. 
I stand by it, and I agree with her. Revolution, or war is coming sooner or later. The government today no longer follows the Constitution or represents we the people. Many of us are a bunch of greedy cowards. From the pulpit to the pew, we raise the cost of living so high that both parents are always at work rather than spending time with their children. Single parents have no chance. We took God out of the schools and prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance. Parents were told, no, you can't discipline your kids. Well, how most of those kids are rude and out of control. We reap, the Bible says, what we sow. We have taken a whole generation and we've turned them into selfish, entitled. She uses the word brats. We have no respect for people, property, and authority. Too many, too many. We deem people with terminal illnesses and some with only a few months to live fit for work. We allow veterans of war to go homeless and hungry but give out millions to illegal aliens and foreign aid. We save the drug addicts over and over again but refuse to help our elderly who can't afford to pay for their medication to stay alive. We bend over backwards to be politically, politically correct. We say around Christmas time, happy holidays rather than Merry Christmas. We're too scared to say enough is enough in case we offend someone. We put the retirement age up so people must work until they drop. We take care of prisoners and give them everything under the sun, food and medical and education and representation and money and rehabilitation and yes, even sex change surgeries. Yet we, we cause the elderly, those who have paid their debt to society and their families to go broke caring for them either at home or in a nursing home. Things need to change. She says copy and paste if you have the courage. I hope that many of my friends will have the courage to share this article. And if you're taking offense, you're part of the problem, not the solution. Time to stand up for what is right. The evangelical leader, Dr. James Dobson, sent his followers a word of warning about America's rapidly changing political climate. As socialists vow to take over the country with the impending 2020 presidential election, he writes to his followers and supporters to express their profound concern for our nation and for everything cherished by people of faith. Dobson expressed in his newsletter, love, love God, love our country, believe in God, believe in our country. As we have known it, it is in serious trouble. It is in serious jeopardy. And as those who are determined to fundamentally change America, America has forged this virulent and growing political movement that recognizes no allegiance, no allegiance to the U.S. Constitution. They're tearing America apart, as it, as it seems. Dr. Dobson warned, you can guess, you should guess at this time, that a certain political party cohorts within the system, undermining the fundamental 
biblical principles that have guided America for centuries, replacing them with the godless precepts of socialism. They think they have a better idea. The founder and president, Dr. Dobson's family talk, insisted that people like that despise the Declaration of Independence, which proclaims that we are endowed by our creator. They don't like those words, create her with certain inalienable rights. Among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He warns us about the atheistic, socialistic infiltration and taking over the education system, the entertainment industry, and certain parties. I was a part of that party for many years. I did not leave that party. That party left me, turning aside God's order of things upside, upside down. Now, the concepts of, of our freedoms were a gift from the Creator. And these concepts of gifts from the Creator is almost anathema to, to these revolutionaries. The last few nights, Chris and I have been watching the History Stand channel on the formation of the United States and our history and those who fought and died for the freedoms that you and I experienced. And especially concerned about a generation of children we are, and I hope you are, children who are being manipulated and warped day by day. These vulnerable boys and girls have no defense against the activists and some liberal teachers who are propagizing, propagizing them. They see our kids as a way to guarantee their vision of a socialistic future. Their goal is to recast America as a Marxist, socialistic, atheistic, all-powerful form of government. Mark my words that socialism is a political and economic system in which there, there is a government ownership of the means of production and the primary focus of providing equality. I thought it ridiculous here a few years ago when they were talking about toppling a few of our statues or defacing our presidents in South Dakota. But there's talk about it. It's being guarded, large government, government control of social systems and much more. Ours is the economic system in which there is private, private ownership, private property and private possession of goods where there is a limited role for the presence and, and a limited presence of the force of government in individual lives. America's current form of government, economically and philosophically, capitalism and socialism are two forms of government between which we need to differentiate. We need to go back and study. I warn you that the tides are turning in the United States as socialism continues to creep into vitally every aspect of Americans' life, which has drastically changed the younger generation's way of thinking things. Americans have um, basically favored capitalism and, and the freedom that it provides. But surprisingly, however, a shift appears to be occurring in public opinion, especially among the young. Two shocking polls demonstrate how America is losing its youth to a, to a godless, a godless mindset. A recent USA um, report, today report, said that, that four in 10 Americans embrace some form of socialism. 
A recent poll of millennials found that a majority, 58%, would rather live in a socialistic nation than a capitalistic nation. As some young people perceive capitalism and corporate America as being greedy and without compassion or concern for others. Humans, innate, my innate nature, your innate nature is sinful, as Boone mentioned this morning. Adversely works its way into our system of government, but went on to later explain how socialism strips away citizens' freedom and, and power in dangerous places in the hands of a select few. Read Psalm 1. Yes, there is greed in this country, but there is greed whether it is a socialistic system or a capitalistic system. It's in the heart of every human being, as the psalmist said. Father, this morning as we um, are concerned about our systems in life, we're in concerned about the indoctrinating of the impressionables. I'm, I recall a 69-year-old pastor just a few years older than me explained why America is losing its younger generation to socialism. He said that those under 30 years of age have not seen the devastating effects of Soviet-style re repressive governments under socialism. It, it's the big bad brother, communism. We, we, we're past the Cold War now, and a generation has arisen that either hasn't been taught his history or don't read or understand it or doesn't care. They're listening to their liberal teachers, professors, and politicians. And what they have been told sounds good. It, it appears compassionate, it appears loving, but is it? The Word of God can say that it's emphatically not. It can be argued that just like the create creation account versus Darwinian evolution, socialism and biblical living simply don't mix. Socialism is fundamentally at odds with the Christian worldview because it, it seeks to suppress our people according to the dictates of the state. No one serious about their Christian faith can accept socialism. And, and here's why. Socialism is totally secular and, and is predicated on atheism. That is a fact. Our faith in Jesus Christ has been built on the Word of God, the revelation of Scripture, and the belief that God exists. We believe in the coming resurrection of Christ, that second coming, and with that faith comes freedom to live an abundant life that is founded on liberty, our resurrection, our liberation. Embracing socialism versus rejecting God. Socialists, roots firmly planted in the atheistic beliefs of the God-hating creator was brought to light. Contrast that with Karl Marx, the father of socialism, who considered religion, religion of all types, especially Christianity, Karl Marx said, to be what he called an opiate, an opiate of the people. In other words, belief in God is a drug to be used to pacify the public. The failed system of government is colorfully portrayed in George Orwell's Animal Farm was then explored. Marx was the originator of the horrible repressive Soviet-style type of government and was also greatly influenced by Charles Darwin's theory of evolution. It purports to explain the existence of life on Earth 
Human beings, he said, are nothing more than advanced animals. And if that is true, any one of us can be disposed of at the whim of the state. This secular view was then contrasted with what God says in God's word. But the Bible says in 1 Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 through 28, God created us in his image. In the image of God created us, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it. The Creator later went on to tell Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 2 that they were to possess the land, and the garden was given to them and to till a soil. And the first Adam was a farmer, and he was given property to possess and property in which to produce goods. And, and that became fundamental, the Judeo-Christian ethic. It's, it's evident throughout the Old and the New Testament. God's order of doing things on earth is drastically upended by Marxism. But the philosophical views of socialists such as Marx and his disciples assert that God does not exist. In fact, they believe that an idea of God is harmful and must be forcibly removed from society when necessary. Atheism is at the very core of this political and economic system. How our youth have been deceived into believing that there is a now godly form of socialism being taught today. Much like evolutionists preach that the godless theory of evolution is compatible with biblical beliefs. We're told by socialists today, well, hostility to faith is a thing of the past. That, that was the old style of socialism and communism. Today's socialists are no longer trying to destroy religion. It has changed since the days of Karl Marx. But is that argument true? It's hollow. Socialism track record fails. Examples of socialist failure worldwide were given to us. Socialist countries today still oppress and threaten people of faith. All faith and leaders are determined to root, root out Christianity. Christianity is the greatest persecuted religion throughout the world today. This is why churches in China are detonated and Christians continue to be persecuted. China looked a little better for a while, but now it's going backwards. And this is also true in North Korea, and it's why the luggage, the luggage of Western visitors is in, in, inspected. Their luggage is inspected for Bibles. It, it's why there is persecution, discrimination, and repression in socialist and communist countries. Pastors in Cuba and other Latin American countries are still persecuted. Likewise, evangelism in Soviet Russia is very limited today. And this is still occurring under socialistic dictatorships. Father, with every head bowed and every eye closed and Christians in prayer, we, we pray for our brothers and sisters that want to follow Scripture. In Scripture, that God created us in His image, which has been shattered by sin but restored by Christ. Believers in Jesus have, have been made holy by His death on the cross. We are not animals, we are God's creation, and Jesus provided for us a remedy for sin and depravity. With every head bowed and every eye closed, and those by way of television and by way of radio, may they pray this prayer, dear Jesus, help us to stand up for godliness. Help us to be discerners of the time. Forgive our sinfulness for our lack of standing for the truth. Empower us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. If you turn to your bulletins right below the Patriot or Socialist, if you pray this offertory prayer, and as you leave this morning, if you provide your gifts for care of our church here, God of wisdom and all good gifts, we bring our tithes and offerings to your altar, remembering that like Abraham, you have blessed us to be a blessing to others. Remind us this morning that the gift of freedom that comes to Christ is also a gift not to be kept, but to be shared. Even as the world asserts that freedom is a ticket to go your own way, you made us free to be part of God's body world, connected and interdependent. May the way we live and the way we give reflect that kind of freedom. In Christ's blessed name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand with me now for the benediction? come to learn and to go, we go to share. We pray that the God of peace and the God of glory and mercy, we thank you for your continual hand of healing upon Curtis, Joe, and thank you for, for my brother-in-law, Scott Hassel, and for my healing and we pray for others by way of television and by way of radio that they can just reach out to Jesus. We pray for anxieties and fears and worries. May we place them at the cross of Jesus. In Jesus' name as we go forth now, we pray that we would deserve wearing masks and proper distancing. In Jesus' name, amen. in the peace and the favor of God. Amen.
Thank you. Thank you. I'll give that to Robin. Very good. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. Oh, how are you? I'm out of breath. <laughs> no air. <laughs> I know. I had to take it off for a few minutes because I couldn't breathe. Oh, everybody, everybody's doing that. So, how have you been? What you been up to? Well, we were at the boat last yeah. night. We watched the fireworks down there. Yeah. I just, I just needed to stay in my house or go out front. Yeah. We had ten different ones. Wow. Because the air was really polluted from all that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the night before, we were all at 3 or 4 in the morning. When I looked out the window, and they were just beautiful. They had some really pretty ones. They didn't. Yeah. Thank you, Mel. All right. If you don't have to like Mr. Trump, you just have to vote for him. No, I'm not good. <laughs> I was going to bring you a paper about... Or your, your taxes will go up. How's that? That gets yeah. your attention? <laughs> I can't find a, a practical reason. I'll uh, try to find something. <laughs> well, that's backwards. That is a practical reason. <laughs> yeah, it is, right. Oh, okay, thank you. You have a good week, Marie. Thanks. You guys have a good week, too. Thanks. Bye, Boone. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh my goodness. Uh, I gotta take this off. I can't. Oh yeah. I was just about ready to pass out again in there, so I took it off and fanned myself. And that helps some. I'm gonna assume that he stopped this, so. Ugh.
today? Oh, we should have sang happy birthday. You didn't want me to mention you. Oh, I'm glad you did. Let's go out there right now and just sing happy I was so worried about that that I didn't write that on the application, you know. Okay. And the more I think about it, I don't think they asked any income. No. 